Well, the Lakers pick up the biggest win of the year last night, defeating the Milwaukee Bucks. It was an incredible, exciting game. I know all Laker fans are wondering, what does this mean for the future? Are the Lakers back? Are they now going to go into contention? Good morning. This is the Laker Hand podcast. Unfortunately, Laker Hand is under the weather today, so you're going to have Laker Dad doing this podcast. Hi, Laker fam. As you can tell from my voice, I literally can't talk. But uh, my dad, obviously, after last night's very exciting win, my dad is so excited. So he wanted to uh, take over the Laker Hand show for you guys. So get ready, guys, because I have a feeling this is going to be an extra special episode. Okay, so I'm no Laker Hand at doing this, but I'm going to do my best. It was such an exciting win last night that we wanted to hop on here and talk about it a little bit. So let's start with all of the positives of this game. So here's the thing. Whenever you get a road win in the NBA, it's a good thing. The Lakers didn't just get a road win last night. It was the first win. It was the first game of a six-game road trip, probably the toughest of the year that they're going to face. And they beat the Milwaukee Bucks at their home. It was an incredible victory. And they did it from beginning to end. I mean, they were really in control of this game. They maybe fell behind a little bit once or twice, but they were, for the most part, in control of this game. They deserved to win this game. The other thing we have to point out, and I heard the Kamenetsky brothers say this on their podcast this morning, um, it was not as though the Bucks played a bad game. They shot the lights out, and they played well. It's just that the Lakers played better, and that's another exciting facet of this win. The next thing is the Lakers got so many great contributions from a lot of different players, you know, and we really see this team kind of coming together at this point, and we're starting to get a vision of what they might become. But any discussion of this game, I think, has to start with Anthony Davis. What a performance. 43 points, uh, double-digit rebounds, three blocks. I mean, he really not only held his own against Giannis, which he hasn't really done for a while the last couple of seasons. Not only did he hold his own, he actually bested Giannis, as good as Giannis was. And Giannis was certainly very good in this game. Anthony Davis was just a little bit better. He was dynamic on both ends of the floor. He impacted the game in every which way. And it was just an incredible throwback performance for Anthony Davis. Really, we all know that he's been on a very, very strong run the last 8, 10 games. But this really, really was the best of the best. Then we have LeBron James, um, who, you know, uh, maybe, maybe he's not quite the LeBron James from a few years ago. But nobody's ever played at this level uh, approaching 38 years of age, which he'll be at the end of this month. And he had another great game, 28 points, 11 rebounds, you know, solid assists. And really, he and AD came up huge in the fourth quarter when the game was on the line. I think both of them, like 14 points or so in the fourth quarter, it was really the LeBron and AD show in the fourth, sprinkled liberally with some Russell Westbrook. And I think we have to talk about Russell Westbrook because again, he didn't score a lot of points, but he was incredibly dynamic as a playmaker, 11 assists, and he probably had the defining play of the game where he dove for the ball. This is in the fourth quarter. The game was still up in the air. It was at a pivotal moment. He dove for the ball, uh, really grabbed it out of Chris Middleton's hands. LeBron came by, picked it up, uh, went down the court, dished to AD, who got a dunk. And it was a big turnaround at that point in, in time. A very big play. After the game, Darvin Ham said it was probably the play of the game. So this was the big three at their very best. I think this was probably, as a trio, uh, the best that they've all played together. 
we're starting to see how they fit together really for the first time in two seasons. And I'm going to be honest with you. I really like what I see. And if they can keep it up, uh, which means if they can stay healthy, I think it bodes well for the future. Now, let's talk about some of the role players. I hate that term role players. They're just, you know, a supporting cast who all play an important role. Uh, let's start with Lonnie Walker IV, who missed the last game, uh, came back last night against the Bucks, and, you know, was quiet for much of the night, except in the third quarter, he burst out there for 14 points, which was critical because the Bucks were shooting the lights out in the third quarter. If, if Lonnie Walker hadn't been there to sort of match their intensity, you know, we might have fallen behind and it might have been too late. But he was great in the third quarter. Uh, then, of course, we also have Austin Reeves. He didn't take too many shots last night. He was kind of quiet, but at the end of the night, he was a plus 18, which was tops on the team. And that's the thing about Austin Reeves. You look at the stats, and it doesn't always show that much, especially last night when he wasn't all that aggressive and he didn't take that many shots. But when you lead the team with plus minus 18, you know that means you were playing a lot of minutes and you were playing very, very well. Then last night, I was particularly pleased to see Troy Brown make some contributions. He was very good last night. You know, he had been really good for a while. He's been in the starting lineup. Um, then he kind of trailed off a little bit. He missed the last game, as did Lonnie Walker, with a foot injury. He came back last night and was quite instrumental. He had some really good, you know, uh, energy plays, uh, made some good shots, and really made a solid contribution last night. So again, you have the big three, and surrounding them, you have Lonnie Walker, you have Austin Reeves, and you have Troy Brown. And i got to be honest with you, I'm pretty excited about that cast of characters. Now let's add to the mix Wenyan Gabriel and Thomas Bryant. I think they are also doing a very good job as the backup centers and, and, and power forwards, especially when Anthony Davis goes to the bench. That's been a problem for the Lakers the last two seasons when Anthony Davis isn't in the lineup. But last night, and not just last night, but really for the last couple of weeks, um, those two guys have been playing very solid basketball. They more than, you know, hold their own against the opponents, and the Lakers don't, you know, don't fall off like a rock falling off a mountain when they come in and Anthony Davis takes a break. So, again, both guys last night played well, played with energy, uh, made some points, and were strong on the defensive end. So, you know, again, the Lakers there have eight really, really solid players. Um, and that leads to a couple of other guys that I'm still up in the air about, which is Patrick Beverly and Ken, Kendrick Nunn. Um, I would like to see more from both of them. I, I really respect Patrick Beverly's intensity. Um, you know, he hasn't contributed too much on the offensive end. Defensively, he's been pretty good, but he's not like all world at this stage of his career. But still, there's something intangible about Patrick Beverly. I know there's been a lot of rumors lately that he may be on the trading block. But there's something, you know, a toughness and an intensity that he brings, whether he plays a lot of minutes or a few minutes. Frankly, I kind of like having him on the team, and I almost hope that they don't get rid of him. Um, now, Kendrick Nunn, to me, has been the biggest disappointment of the season, perhaps, for the Lakers, because... He's the guy that I think everybody expected when the season began that he would probably be a starter, and they were really looking forward after missing all of last season. It was a key omission last year when he wasn't around. I think everybody really was excited about him coming back, and really I think a lot of people thought he was going to be the starter. 
but it just didn't pan out. He really hasn't played that well this year on either side of the court. You know, he was awful for much of the time. He started to make, you know, a shot here and there in the last couple of weeks, so he's starting to make a little bit of a contribution. Uh, if, if if not on the defensive end, where, again, I don't see that much from him defensively, but at least on offense. But again, um, there are rumors that Kendrick Nunn is also perhaps on the trading block. And I, I feel a little less passionately about him as I do about Patrick Beverly. Again, I fully recognize that, especially on the offensive end, he's not giving them very much production at all. But there's something that he brings to the table, Patrick Beverly, that I think um, you know, I, I think can really help these Lakers. I think he brings a toughness and an intensity, especially even if he just plays a few minutes that I really, really like. So um, now we have finished the first game of this road trip. I think it was clearly the Lakers' biggest win of the year. I don't think there's any question about that. What we can hopefully see now as the Lakers inch closer to 500, and I, I, I don't know if Laker Hand told you on the podcast she did the other day, I was almost suicidal after that loss to Indiana. That was incredibly heartbreaking. It just, it just looks like a knife to the chest after they lost that game recently. Um, if they had won that game, the Lakers would be almost back at 500 now. As it is, they're still closing in on it. But I want to see them continue with this same level of play and intensity for the rest of this road trip. There are some tough games on this road trip, but certainly the Milwaukee Bucks was the toughest. If they can beat the Bucks, they can beat anybody. And let's start with the Washington Wizards in the next game, which is on Sunday. Look, the Wizards are playing pretty well this year. They're not unbeatable. They can certainly be beaten, but they play pretty well. And I really, really want to see the Lakers keep it up. I'll, of course, everybody knows uh, I love Kyle Kuzma, and I, he was a favorite of mine when he was with the team. I'm always interested and excited to see him play. So I want him to have a monster game, but I want the Lakers to win in the end. That would be perfect for me. So I think for now, that's probably going to be it. I'm sure the next time we have a podcast, Laker Hand will be back. Thank you very much for listening, uh, and we will talk to you soon.